For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to The Range on the Belief Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm Ralph Irvin, and today we are going to enjoy a marvelous walk on the golf course with new shoes. Blisters, you ask? No, we don't need to worry about those. Thanks to Kentwell. Huh? Well, we'll explain as I'm joined by the president of Kentwell Performance Apparel, Lauren Lunekis, here on The Range. Lauren, it's a pleasure to talk with you. No, same here, Ralph. Thanks for having me. We always start here on The Range by looking back. So when did golf enter into your life? So I was very fortunate to meet golf early. Um, I know a lot of people successfully find it later in life, but um, I started playing as a child. Um, my parents, my dad is a golfer. My mom was a tennis player. Um, my parents were very supportive of anything my brother and I wanted to pursue, any interests, any sports, any hobbies. But they strongly encouraged us, if not required us, to play either golf or tennis as a sport we could play well into our older age. So um, I started life as a tennis player, a very avid one. Um, and my coach moved away when I was 10 years old um, in true kind of preteen fashion. It was a dramatic experience. And I declared that I'd never play tennis again. Um, and so my dad showed up at the house with some golf clubs for me and said, well, if it's not going to be tennis, then I guess it's golf. Um, and it didn't take me a month to catch the bug. Um, from there I was hooked and, you know, like a lot of junior golfers played in clinics at my local club and tournaments around my area. Um, and it's been a lifelong passion since then. So yeah, I was very fortunate to find it when I was quite young. Now, you went to Wake Forest for school, and it was there that your professional career began before you actually started working in the golf industry at Bridgestone. Right. So I, I mentioned I played as a child. I was a, a competitive golfer in high school, played on my team, but I was not ACC Division One caliber good. Um, I was a much better student than I was golfer, in fact. So I found Wake Forest from an academic perspective. It was a great fit for me. Um, and of course, when I got on campus, the golf history was just icing on the cake. Um, you know, Arnold Palmer and Curtis Strange, Lanny Watkins, and a more recent, you know, my age group, Webb Simpson and Bill Haas were there. So it was a wonderful place to have that golf passion layered on top of what I was best at, which was school. Um, so while there, I was in the business school for a class and, and an internship was required. So I convinced my teacher to let me um, intern with the golf team. So I worked with Jerry Haas and his staff for a semester planning a pro-am event for the, the team and lots of wonderful alums came back to play in that event. Um, lots of professional golfers and, and people who had really stellar amateur careers too. Um, so that was very fun. That was my freshman year. Um, it was very early in my time at Wake and of course I got to enjoy following the team and um, men's and women's teams were both 
very, very strong when I was there. So it was a lot of fun. And the golf industry is full of Wake Forest graduates. Um, that is not, it's not all that uncommon, though it's a very small school to encounter people in our industry who went there. So I ended up, um, I have had four, uh, four um, jobs in my post-collegiate life and um, three of my bosses have been Wake Forest graduates. So um, it's, we're at a 75% um, rate and, and it's fun to keep that connection. So I get to have um, the golf passion and the Wake passion um, collide often in my professional life. Talk about uh, how you got to start within the actual industry with there at Bridgestone. Sure. So I worked for Wake Forest the year after I graduated, um, and I encountered a lot of alumni through my job there. Um, one of the individuals um, that I was connected with um, was Dan Murphy, who is still at Bridgestone Golf. Um, he leads the team there. He went to Wake Forest, as did I. Um, so I met Dan. There was a position open on his team, um, and it seemed like a great fit. It ended up being a great fit. So I was, um, I was out of Winston-Salem. I packed my bags after five and a half, almost six years there um, to go to Covington, Georgia, which is ironically my hometown. So my dad was the chamber president when the precept golf balls started coming off the line in Covington many, many years ago. Um, and now, of course, Bridgestone uh, continues to operate there. So it was a bit of a homecoming for me. I was going back to my hometown and uh, working for a Wake Forest graduate. As you mentioned, that, that thread continued. So that was my first um, jump into the golf industry. And I worked on a number of things at Bridgestone in the marketing department. I oversaw the ball fitting program, which I know a lot of your listeners and you might be familiar with as well. Mm -hmm. um, I worked on accessories, making hats and gloves and bags for Bridgestone, which was so fun. Um, and a number of digital marketing roles as well. So it was a truly fantastic place. Um, and again, that theme of, as a lot of people experience in life, a lot converged. Um, a lot of fate was involved, I think, in, in getting me in that position at that time of my life. Well, you also worked on the special events team. And for people who followed the golf spotlight for years, they've seen inside the PGA merchandise show in Orlando every year. But I'm curious about your perspective because you actually were part of the team that had to plan a big booth for Bridgestone, and that must be a massive undertaking to get that set up for, for an event like that. It is. It gave me a whole new perspective on trade shows in general, but particularly in golf. Um, I think a lot of us, it, prior to even working in golf, I would follow along on social media during the PGA show, and you'd see all the the activity and the buzz and the new product, but there are months and months and months of planning and work that goes into trade shows for, for Bridgestone, for other companies as well. Um, you know, we always wanted to be sure we were spotlighting the product. So we think a lot about upcoming launches and how folks who are stopping by the booth could interact with the product, not just see it on a banner or see it behind glass, but ways they could experience the product. Um, that was always a big a big topic for us. And we would come home in January from the show. I'd say we probably took three or four weeks just to process and planning would begin pretty close to St. Patrick's Day for the very next show. And <laughs> I don't think that was unique for us. So 
always working at, you know, far in advance and anyone who's been in the event world or even personal events, you know, it's like planning a wedding, you plan and plan and plan and it gets there and it's three days long and then it's over. Um, but it was so much fun. It, you know, felt like kind of the golf industry's family reunion. You'd see so many people there and sure. um, I loved planning the booth. I loved working on that. Um, I was always amazed that we'd walk in the building on a Sunday or Monday and it was for all intents and purposes empty. There was carpet and you know, your sign that this is where you're going to be. And then you blink and three days later, thanks to a lot of hard work um, from everybody from electricians to um, you know, the sales folks who are coming in for the show, helping you unload bags off of trucks. Mm -hmm. um, it is a team effort, but um, boy, that the convention center, comes to life um, in just a matter of days. It's pretty remarkable. I'd love to see, we didn't have it then, but I'd love to see the time-lapse photo of, um, and maybe they'll do it, you know, maybe not in 2021, but it, hopefully in 2022, just a time-lapse video of the convention center kind of 48 hours before the show to the opening morning. I think it's a pretty fascinating um, thing to watch. No, it is funny you mention that because I always pick up credentials on Monday afternoon and just from Monday afternoon to Wednesday when the show opens is unreal. The, the, the change that happens. Uh, what, what brought you to Kentwell? So I came to Kentwell. Um, Kentwell was also found, well, Kentwell's 177 years old. So Kentwell has existed for a long, long time. Um, about 10 years ago, uh, our former CEO, Mark Kent, decided to make a better golf sock. He was playing a round of golf and um, his feet got blistered and in another brand socks. And he just couldn't believe that there wasn't a better sock available. So someone kindly pointed out to him that he owned a yarn company and he should just make one. <laughs> um, so that is what he did. And very thankful that he did that. Um, Mark was a Wake Forest graduate himself. Yep. Um, and so, uh, again, that that theme is definitely present in my career. Um, but about seven years into the business, six years into the business, they were ready to expand, looking to do more in digital marketing. Um, I was still with Bridgestone at the time, but in a non-golf specific role, I, I'd moved to Nashville to work for the tire division of Bridgestone. Um, I was still overseeing some of the work on the PGA partnership, the communications for that partnership. So golf was still there. Mm -hmm. um, but I was also assisting with some communications around the Olympic partnership and a few other sports platforms. So um, I was not in Covington at the time and not as directly in the golf industry even. Um, but uh, Dan Murphy and Mark um, were at Kentwell and they knew of me and, um, you know, we had I had interest in getting back into golf in a bigger way and my skill set kind of matched up with what they needed here. So um, I came to visit. I loved the city uh, of Greenville. I loved the company. Um, and shortly thereafter, I came to lead digital marketing for Kentwell. So that was four and a half years ago and I have never looked back. What is it that he created with these socks that makes them so friendly to players when they're walking the course? You know, I think it's just this obsessive, um, I mean, obsession is really the right word um, with quality. Uh, he had this this real desire to make golfers experience better. Um, and I am a golfer, as we've talked about. I have played rounds, particularly in my teenage years, where I have gotten to the car and my feet were just torn to shreds. You know, you've mm -hmm. got blisters and 
a lot of times um, it, it just ruins the round. I don't, it, you can't think about anything else once you feel the pain. And I was one of those golfers who had band-aids shoved in the side pockets of my bag and athletic <laughs> tape everywhere just in case one came up. I hated them. And so for me, it was a personal um, connection to the product of, gosh, this is a problem I've had. And Mark has this real commitment to solving something that has negatively impacted me. Um, and of course, I heard the same from lots of people I played with. So I knew this was a need. I knew golfers, you know, needed a better sock. And I knew that they would enjoy the game more with a better sock. So I was really intrigued by the concept of solving a very real problem. Um, the R&D commitment here is exceptional. Um, socks are more technical than people would think. And a lot of time was spent to create a great one. So all of that was really intriguing to me. And then just outside of the physical product, the, the brand was appealing to me. You know, working for a company that is always produced in the United States that continues to do that, um, I thought would be really interesting. Working for a brand that's very nearly 200 years old, very interesting to me. Um, and working with people. Um, there were wonderful people here. There still are. Our team is exceptional. So um, that was certainly, you know, as I met people through my interview process here, it was all of those things together made it made it feel like just a really great um, experience. And it has been. Well, I remember the first time that I experienced Kent Wool. I was at the PGA show and Mark Kent actually grabbed me and said, hey, you got to try on these socks. And I've been walking for two days. My feet are sore. They're tired. And it was like putting on a cooling sensation, even though you're putting on a wool sock, it cooled my feet and I felt fantastic. And I imagine that that had to be some of your experience as, as a player and having done with bad socks. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I've played painful rounds, just like I think every golfer has uh, the moment the blister strikes. I don't think your round is the same after that. Um, and so there's definitely a need for comfort. Um, we talk a lot about athletes and their gear and golfers. I certainly think are athletes and, um, you know, our feet are incredibly important to our game between your stance and the walking on the course. Um, and gosh, when they're when you're not comfortable, it's just miserable. And, um, you mentioned being at the PGA show on concrete, that's certainly not comfortable either, but, um, when you're on the golf course, even if it's your home course, I think most golfers are out there to enjoy themselves, to make a memory, um, especially if they're, perhaps it's a bucket list kind of day. You're at a course you've never played before or one you've always wanted to play. Um, maybe it's a trip you've always wanted to take. And the last thing I want to remember about it, particularly the, the special and significant rounds of golf are blisters. Um, I don't want to think about pain. I want to think about the beautiful setting I was in and the wonderful people I was with. Um, so I think socks, people, you can dismiss the importance of a sock. Um, but I think the benefits of comfort, um, it can make or break not only a round, but a pretty good memory too. It's funny because you talk about blisters. I look at that as the extreme because sometimes you just have general discomfort. And that's what was so amazing to me was that you put these on and you just instantly felt better. Yes, absolutely. I mean, muscle fatigue, that's a real thing too. So um, uh, Ralph, I know you, you know me just a little bit um, and know that one of my favorite places in the world is Scotland. And when I'm in Scotland, you know, rarely 
first of all, I'm walking in difficult conditions, but I'm getting as many holes in, in a day as humanly possible. Uh, when I am there, <laughs> I want to walk until I can walk no more. And you're exactly right. It's not just blisters. Um, it can just be general fatigue. Um, you know, I, my husband sometimes teases me. I, I train for those trips to Scotland that I take so that I can have hopefully as comfortable an experience as I can. Um, and, and those are uh, back to the memories. I know I talked about that before, but I don't want to think about how sore and achy my feet were. Um, you're right. Blisters are an extreme condition, but I don't want to play in, you know, the, my most special place in the world happens to be kind of wet and cold. So I don't want to, I don't want to play in wet and cold conditions. Um, and just remember, you know, gosh, my, my toes felt like they were going to freeze off. Um, or they were, they were wrinkling up because of all the rain and, and the wet conditions. Um, I want to remember all the happy stuff and have a big smile on my face, as big a smile on my face on the first tee as I have on the 18th or on some days, the 27th hole. Um, rarely, I don't know if I've ever made it 36, but I've gotten 27 in, I think. Um, and and I, want, I want to be as comfortable as I can. Socks are my world. Of course, that's what I think most about. But that applies to all gear. You know, I have friends across the industry who make fantastic product, be it shoes or rain gear or bags that are really comfortable to carry when you're talking 18, 27, 36 holes. Um, but definitely, you know, socks are a part of that conversation. You, when you're thinking about, you know, your, your winter gloves and your Gore-Tex outerwear, um, you know, I, I consider socks to be equally important in delivering that comfort. Now, I have to ask, as somebody who's in the industry, I mean, it goes both ways. Some people say if you work in golf, you never play. Some people, because you work in golf, you get to play a lot. Are you the former or the latter? Oh, goodness. I think I fall into the camp of those who work in golf get to play less. Um, and particularly because my career in golf did start a lot around special events. Um, you know, when you're at a course for a special event, you're not playing that course. Um, Firestone is a place that's near and dear to my heart. It is was for the longest time um, the host of the WGC Bridgestone and is now the host mm -hmm. of their senior event. Um, and so, you know, that's a place I, I feel like my mail could have been forwarded to Firestone for a good portion of my 20s because we were there so often. And we would play the North Course as much as we could, but you know, you're not on the South course when you're there for a PGA tour event. It's in pristine condition and they're keeping it that way. Um, I did get very lucky to get to play some wonderful places. Um, you know, played a couple of courses in tournament conditions after the event was over. That's so cool. Um, but you know, for a lot of us, I think it is true that when you are working in golf, you are playing less. Um, but having said that, I still love to get out just as much as I can and um, it's certainly, my love of golf is not diminished because I work in golf. I do get asked sometimes, you know, do you feel more jaded about the sport or does it take away some of that, some of the love when it's your job? And, you know, my, my role at Kimball is not exclusively golf focused, but it's still heavily golf focused. And even in my other roles, I've never felt that working in the industry has diminished my love of the sport. If anything, it's helped it grow. We always wrap up our talks here on the range by looking across the portfolio. So do you have a favorite go-to style or pair of Kent wool for when you go out and play? So I love to wear the low cut sock. That's my signature sock. Um, and everyone on the team knows we made a sock for spring, summer of this year. 
So it was a limited edition product, very unfortunately. Um, the mint colored sock is my favorite sock we've ever produced. <laughs> I was hoarding them um, before they, as they started to sell out, I was just collecting and amassing as big a collection as I could. So, I mean, I'm sure you know, when you play, you get your favorites. Um, and I am well stocked on mint low cut socks and the day, but, but I have to say goodbye to the last one. It's gonna be a sad, sad day. Well, hopefully by that time, it'll be time for a rerun of that special edition. Yeah, we'll see. Even even I can't always pull those strings, but they know I'm lobbying hard. At, they hear it from me all the time. <laughs> well, Lauren, uh, thank you for joining us here on the range. I have long felt a duty to share the stories of golf equipment that goes beyond the clubs and balls and shoes. And your socks are certainly no less important. They may be the most important thing when it comes to walking on the course. So again, thanks for taking my listeners inside that industry. Oh, thank you so much, Ralph. That was Lauren Lunekas joining us here on the range, and she is certainly a fast riser in the golf equipment industry, and you can see why. She loves the game, and why not? A love of the game of golf can drive anyone to fantastic heights. It's great talking with her. Before we go, you're likely aware at this point, I like to get into the data of how golf has grown in this crazy COVID-driven year. The data from Golf Data Tech for October, it is in. And at this point, I know you're not gonna be surprised to hear that rounds are up, but October does bring the cooler temperatures across the country, so they can't be up that much, right? Wrong. Nationally, golf rounds played increased by a remarkable 32.2% last month. Every region saw significant growth, with the Southeast only growing 15.5%. Yeah, just a 15% increase, no big deal. This year, it really was no big deal, compared to the upper Midwest that saw a 47% jump in rounds played. The Mid-Atlantic region of New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania also saw a 47% jump from 2019. But our October growth champions are the folks in New England, where play increased 53.3% from last year. Was it warmer? Nope. On average, it was 1.8 degrees cooler. It was drier, though. 18% less precipitation in the month. But most of all, it really is what we continue to see, a huge growth in the game of golf. And in case you're ready to think that this is regional, the state with the biggest increase was a long ways away, as Oregon saw a 65% jump in rounds played from 2019. Remember, the golf industry lost around 20 million rounds due to COVID-19 this spring. And yet, year-to-date totals are up 10.8% from a year ago. That's a huge increase across the country. Thankfully, the golf industry is not only surviving, but actually thriving this year. Sun, exercise, and a brilliant combination of socializing while social distancing. Golf is exactly what we need right now. If you want to know more about golf equipment, subscribe to us on YouTube at The Golf Spotlight. For the latest on the range, follow us on Instagram. Again, The Golf Spotlight. We're also on Twitter, at Golf Spotlight. We welcome your comments as well. Anywhere you find us, drop us a line. We'll be happy to reply. Now, you've listened this far, so subscribe to The Range on iTunes or follow us on the Spotify, iHeart, wherever you find your favorite podcast, you'll find The Range. We have new shows dropping every Wednesday. Now that'll do it for this episode of The Range, so let's lace up those shoes, but only after putting on the right sock. And we'll talk to you next time, right here 
on the range. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.